This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon to everyone out there. I mean, it's lunchtime. I think, I think to a lot of people, you, you guys are probably ramping up lunch. Um, to the guys in the office, thank you for tuning in. Um, we are available on WhatsApp. Our WhatsApp number is zero. I didn't even introduce myself. I'll do that a bit, a bit later on. It's zero seven nine seven four eight twenty ninety zero seven nine seven four eight twenty ninety. You can join us live and you can share with your friends out there. You can also download our app on the Google's Play Store and it's also available on the iStore. Thank you so much for joining in today. Today I'm flying solo, but I mean, I've got an amazing gentleman in studio with me. Um, Debo is not with us today. Tejo is also not with us today. They, they actually in two different provinces. Um, and they're working. I mean, they're entrepreneurs after all, but I've got a fantastic and an amazing gentleman in studio. And I mean, we'll be covering enterprise development conversations around enterprise development. I mean, I think the black cloud that surrounds it and then some, the little bit of good. The reason why I say the little bit of good is because we always believe that there's more more good that could be done in any given space i'm, I'm rolling with the gentleman in studio uh, i think i think i'd like to give him an opportunity to introduce himself <laughs> or sh- let me do this let's see if i'm gonna get him to blush so i'm with a gentleman i'm with an amazing gentleman in studio his name he goes by the name kk diaz kk diaz is an in, is an international business coach public speaker and author he's also ceo of a game business consulting a business coaching consultancy that helps business people overcome their challenges as well as to achieve sustainable growth. He's a business strategist that helps small and large businesses alike to implement innovative to implement innovative business strategies, business process and systems that ensure effective execution and achievement of business goals. Sir, how are you? Bro, I'm fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for having me and thanks for that wonderful introduction. I'm really grateful. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel when you get introduced, but I normally sit there and I, and, and I think to myself, it's lies. Yeah. It's lies. Cause you know, sometimes when someone reads a little yeah. bit of your life to yeah. you, you, so you kind of question, yes. I mean, have I done this? Yes. But I think before I jump into anything, you know, mm. and the last time we didn't uncover this, but who is KK, man? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I, when I walked in, um, I was speaking to, to you about the, the first book that I wrote. Um, two weeks ago, I published my third one, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so in the book, The Climb, from Afrikaans to African, I really talk about who KK is. You know, I, I speak to who I am, where I was born, and I speak about my struggles and my tribulations and basically how I got to be where I am today. And I'm, it's not like I've arrived. It's not like I've reached that pinnacle of success. You know, I'm still out there hustling like, like you, bro. You know, we all are hustling. Uh, but in short, KK Diaz Gemubedi, uh, was born, go on a farm. You know, some people might know Zibidiela Citrus Farm. It was one of the biggest, uh, orange and, and, and lemon. Um, farms in the southern hemisphere there's some bad bad things happening on that farm right now because the communities are just not able to to manage that farm uh, effectively like we able to you know i think that's the that's one of the clouds i think we as black people need to really really look into and, and just speak to uh, who we are and what we're doing with our livelihoods um, i was born on that farm 1979 i'm 38 years old um, you've said what I do professionally. I'm a father of two kids and yeah, I'm just somebody who's trying to make a huge difference in this world. And 
you know, I tell people my purpose is to help entrepreneurs truly find fulfillment and happiness and, and prosperity in their businesses. I wake up every day to fulfill that purpose. In a nutshell, that's who I am, my brother. And I mean, KK, you know, you touched on something talking about the citrus farm. Mm. What keeps us as entrepreneurs or rather as black entrepreneurs building businesses that, you know, that would run themselves? In one short sentence, we, we lack context, hmm. right? Um, I'd like to believe Cliff Central is one of those, uh, platforms where I can speak frankly, no, right? No, openly, <laughs> free, freely. So, Imagine the first time or, or before you, you, you know, you literally had sex for the first time, right? When, when you didn't know what you were doing, you didn't have context, right? Mm. You didn't, you, you may have heard so and so do this or do that. You may have seen some stuff on TV. Yeah. But when you haven't done it yourself, you don't know what you're doing. You understand what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and when you look at business and entrepreneurship, where we come from as black people in this country, it's not like we grew up around the dinner table. If you had a dinner table, number one, <laughs> and you, you and your parents and your yeah, siblings and, 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 and your families, you had conversations around business. We did not have that. That's true. Right. And so there are a lot of gaps where we could have had an opportunity to help create context for each other around what this business thing is. I mean, what I, what I remember and what I see in other families I've seen and I, to some degree I still see is, you know, the elders or, or, or the, our elder, our elder brothers and sisters come back from work and they bitch about work. We complain about what we're doing at work, you know. And so we grow up thinking that's what work and business is about, that it's something to complain about. Mm. And mm. so we haven't made the right initiatives to understand business. You know, societies are built on the pillars of business. You know, communities, countries, continents are successful because of business. We don't have that context. You know, you, 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 when I, when I, whenever I get a chance to go, 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 see, uh, you know, and I speak to the guys about what business is, it's always the shady part of business. It's always about taking advantage of somebody else, crooking this person or that person. It isn't good business. It isn't healthy business. It isn't the kind of business that we need as a society to take us to the next level. That's what we lack. Sure. That's powerful, man. That's very powerful. And you know what I've experienced? And I think this also happened, this also happened to me. Um, I think to a certain degree, maybe I might have gotten 20% of the context right. Mm. But how do you get your employees to buy in? Or rather, how do you replicate what you're trying to do and yeah. get your employees buy in? You know. Mm. So my fourth book is precisely on that topic. I'm literally working on that book right now. Sure. It's on management and leadership, right? You get to a point in business where you have to – you you. You, you must do more than what you can do as the individual entrepreneur, right? There's only 24 hours in a day. You should ideally sleep for six of them. So you have 18 <laughs> or less in order yeah. to do what you need to do, right? Um, and so it is critical for anybody who's trying to grow a business. Number one, a sustainable business that is process dependent, meaning that's not going to be dependent on them, but it's going to be dependent on the mechanics of the business itself. Mm. Mm. It is critical for them to understand how to contextualize what it is that they're doing, put it on paper in the form of business processes or uh, implementing systems, and then getting people to manage and run those processes and systems. You know, and so if you don't get them to buy into your idea, into your dream, and effectively understand where this ship is heading, you're headed for failure. 
So it is critical to get that right. I mean, that's a powerful intro. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, tell your friends, <laughs> tell your colleagues, tell your business partners to log yeah, in. Tell check, everybody. Yeah, tell everyone. Yeah. KKs and KKs in studio. Join and join in another conversation. Yeah. So KK, man, just tell us about the book. Yeah. The A game. Can I just say one last thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, in business, we never stop growing. And I do what I do mainly for me to learn because I'd like to believe I'm a lifelong learner, you know. Uh, we talked, we touched on, on, on context when you are studying as an entrepreneur, right? And then you run and then you hustle, you do this and you do that. There's always context that needs to be built on the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question you ask around management and leadership is the next level of context that we must build, hmm. right? And a lot of us, we are runners, bro. We, we're running hard and fast. And what we do is we leave people behind. And we don't understand that we need to slow things down in order to, to teach and to share um, policies, uh, values, and what the bigger dream and the goal of the business is to the people that we work with. And so you've been running for years and now you need to slow down. And you know how frustrating that can yeah, be. Yeah, that's you know? definitely true. Hey? You know, And you start thinking, hey, why are you not thinking like this? Why are you not thinking like that? Not everybody's an entrepreneur, especially mm. most people who work inside businesses. And so we start treating them in, in a very uncomfortable and frustrating way because we now we, we expect them to be like us, but they're not there to be like us. They're there to support us to achieve what we're saying we want to achieve. And more importantly, they're there to achieve their own goals, which is fair because all of us as human beings, we are selfish and we need to be selfish That's true. because we, we, we're here to survive. We're here mm-hmm. to, to, mm-hmm. to progress and to grow, but it's, it's in almost all cases about our own agenda. So the trick is as an entrepreneur, learn how to be a manager and a leader and get people to buy into your dream, into the bigger goal and get them to own it. Because when you're not there, you need people who are going to lead and manage the business. So, I mean, you spoke a little bit about, you know, as entrepreneurs, we run. Mm. Is that preventable? Or is it something that's inherently entrepreneurship? Look, the you know, entrepreneurship is filled with dichotomies and just catch 22s everywhere, right? If you don't run, somebody else is going to beat you. Your competition is going to get you, hmm. right? What you're thinking is, is a fantastic and a unique business idea. Somebody else, 10 other people are thinking about it. If you don't run fast enough, somebody else is going to take it from you. Somebody else is going to eat your lunch. So you need to run fast enough. But then what happens is we build so much momentum that we are unable to slow down. Mm. We are able, we are unable to, to, to take time every day to say, what am I doing? Reflect and see if what you're doing is working. So we run so fast, we don't even know what we're doing. You know what I've experienced, especially with me, is that, I mean, so I think I've been running that fast <laughs> and I'm definitely not administrative. Mm. But I think one of some of the things that I started to pick up um, a couple of months, uh, months ago is that, the guys don't understand what we're doing now anymore, actually, yeah. because yeah. the vision or rather even in some of the objectives and actually even our service offering has shifted yeah. into something which is more focused and narrow. But mm-hmm. I think they, they still have an idea thinking, uh, yeah. thinking that we still do the old stuff that we, 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 yes. we, we used to do. Yes. And I realized something that there was a big communication problem between me and my staff members. Mm. So I was assuming that I was assuming that yeah. they would understand that it they from know. an entrepreneurship, yes. take initiative, understand this yes. thing. 
how how do I or with as all of us as entrepreneurs, mm. how do I then assist in communicating right? Yeah. Is it something I need to plan every day for five minutes, ten yes, minutes to start? Yes, staff yes, members? and yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <yeah>. myself. <laughs> so here's the thing. Do you remember when you first started out, right? All the new things you needed to learn? You are in a different phase of your business now. The same things apply. You need to start th- learning other things. You're doing something different now. You're growing your business. You're not starting your business. Mm-hmm. It mm. takes a different set of skills. It takes a different you, bruh. You need to be a different Bulilani hmm. altogether. You understand what I'm saying? No, no, I get you. you, I get the, you. Your duty now is different. So you need to learn new things. You need to become a new person. You need to evolve from the technician that you were, I know, years ago. Mm. Right? I've known you mm. years. Yeah. I, I want to talk about the flag that you did for me when, <laughs> when we get an opportunity, right? But, but you're a different person. You were, you were, you were needing to attain and to fulfill a different role. And you remember the space you were in. Am I doing things right? What do I need to learn? You know, it's the same thing today. You need to find out those questions. You need to do it proactively now because you've been through it. You, you understand what I mean? You need to be more prepared, better prepared. You need to learn more and, 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 and think about how this business would run without you and build it that way. Hmm. And as black people, especially in this country, we need to learn how to do just that, build legacy businesses that run without us. So just, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. no I, I think finish ahead. off. So, guys, our conversation is totally unstructured. We're speaking about entrepreneurship. Yeah. So, we which leads me to this. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know, we. I think, I think last week we had um, the show was themed around legacy businesses. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're looking at the life of uh, Bob Richard Maponya, mm. and I think about five months prior to that mm. we uh, we had a conversation here we had a group of guys and the focus on there was building businesses to sell mm. so there was a bit of yeah. a conversation there yeah. what's what's your thoughts around that i mean should we be striving to build legacy businesses or should we be building them to list and sell what are your thoughts around that so so john warrell wrote a book called build to sell you know there's a whole lot of uh, people who've built businesses that are focused just on that. And here's the thing. It isn't that you must build it so you can sell it, but it's so you build it so you, if you're still around, to have the option to sell it. But when your family, when you're not around to make that decision, your family needs to be given that option, that privilege to choose. Uguti, are we bringing in oh, uncle so-and-so? You know, we know Debuho or Ululu or so-and-so is interested in this business. Can we sell him or her? equity in this business and they can continue to run it if you don't build your business such that you can sell it you're never going to be able to and when something happens to you you know lord forbid it's not death or whatever it may be but if somebody dies most businesses die too when people get sick their businesses get sick not if you not if you establish it as a business that you have an option to sell at least at some point so that you have the, and that's what we call entrepreneurial freedom, by the way, the freedom to choose to sell, the freedom to choose when you want to work, the freedom to choose where you want to work. When you build a business that you can one day sell, it all, it gives you all of those options. Yeah. And I think, I think you, you touched on something very amazing there because I think it covered both mm. the fact that, you know, you must have the option oh, yeah. to then say, am I going to keep it or mm. is it going to go with me? You yeah. know, because I think that in, and on, I mean, 
if anything unforeseen happens and you have to pass on, yeah. then my family needs to still be able to run and maintain that. Yeah. And I mean, have you seen or rather have you experienced that a lot of black businesses doing that? You know, um, one of the things that people know about me is I, I, I cry easily and openly, right? Um, two weeks ago at my launch, I just burst out in tears crying in front of everyone. I was just overwhelmed just in terms of how happy I am. Unfortunately, this time around, I'm sad, right? In 2004, when I established the first version of this business, uh, yes, I did take a, a couple of years uh, off. I started a different business, then I came back uh, in 2007. But in 2004, when I started this business, I had a client, uh, Pratik Tibela, Go uh, Didier. Um, since then, in 2004, two days ago, I get a call from him. I can see it's his number. I'm like, you know, I'll call him. I'll call him back. But it was his daughter telling me that he's passed on now. Yeah. He's passed on and he's, he's been a client, but he's been like a father to me. You know, he started three different businesses and I've, I've helped him establish different processes and systems. But, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, and you know where we come from, you know, what the stuff we're talking about, we, we, we don't grow up, uh, knowing about, uh, you know, the, the importance of establishing a business that one day can, can run without you. Two years ago, he started, um, a bottle store and lay, lay, uh, a little chill spot next door. So they were kind of feeding off each other. But I know late last year, he was telling me that he was struggling, you know? Um, and I was like, but, but you know, I can help you with this. Call me in. Let's see what we can do. He, he's passed now. And I, I, I'm, I'm dreaded to assume the worst, but I'm going after the show. I'm driving to, to Kotetier, uh, mm-hmm. You know, he had a little plot, um, a reasonable size plot. You know, I'm going to go to Spooking and speak to his family. I, I'm assuming, but, but I know, I know they're going to tell me that those businesses are struggling, hmm. that those businesses are not going to survive with, without him. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they prove me wrong when I get there, but hmm. you know, Again, I, I was just speaking to the idea of what the importance of us building these these legacy businesses. It is our duty, my brother, and it isn't just about our, our direct families. It's about the people we employ, and and that 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 spider web, that ecosystem uh, that we're trying to build. If we don't build our own businesses, bro, you know the same the same thing is going to happen that happened hundreds of years ago. Another. Another race, not necessarily black, white, Indian, or whatever the case. Another race is going to come up and take over our stuff again, because we're not we're not prepared. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We talk too much. We don't do enough. We're lazy. We don't read. We don't research. We don't work together. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. We yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to be done, my you man. Know, I think this conversation is sending chills down my spine because I attended one talk. Hmm. And this this gentleman. A black gentleman gave an astounding presentation mm. and on the future of South Africa, mm. where we are, and you know, he was speaking around taking charge. Yeah. And then at the end of his presentation, he then said, I would not be shocked if in the next five years, a Nigerian or a Somalian is elected president. Yeah. Because we are too casual about yeah. business, about everything, about education, and everything that happens around us. It mm. would not be a shock. So I think that it just goes back to what we're speaking about now in us taking real charge of 
our businesses. And I think what you're telling me right now also hit home, you know, because yeah. I'm thinking about all that stuff that I've put, you know, I've put off that I had to do upgrading the systems that we had, yeah. you know, they're two years old and yeah. all that stuff. And I think that that's very, very important. It is. So, sir, tell us about the book. <laughs> <laughs> Before I talk about the latest yeah. one, I want to tell the world out there about how grateful I am and uh, to you. Um, as an entrepreneur, somebody who, who played a pivotal role in, in what I did in 2013 wow. when I claimed, when I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, and, and this is something we don't do often enough where, you know, we, we, we talk to each other as, as, as black entrepreneurs, as, as a community, as an ecosystem, right? So here's the thing. The lessons I was trying to, yes, learn for myself, but I was trying to, to impart and to teach to other entrepreneurs is the ability, one's ability, not just mine, but anyone's ability, meaning we all have access to it, the ability to start and grow a business without money and without experience, right? It's about starting somewhere and not having excuses, coming up with excuses that you don't have those two things, money and experience, right? And so what I did was I approached, yes, I struggled for a few years to contextualize this concept, because I couldn't teach people again about how to start a business. I need to, needed to apply these principles in a different area of my life. Uh, and I climbed, I, I chose to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, something I'd never done before. I mean, I, I'm one of the laziest, at least physically inactive people that I know, <laughs> you know, the, the most I do is get up, get into my car, you know, drive <laughs> to work. I'm always seated, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I sit in front of my laptop. You know, that's kind of my daily thing. Yes, I did start gym about a month ago and I'm, I'm grateful for that opportunity. But the thing is, um, I chose to climb on Kilimanjaro, which is something I, nobody, uh, what well, I hadn't done before, something I didn't have experience in. And the choice was not to use my own money to climb so that to show people who keep using the excuse, I don't have money, I don't have money in starting their businesses, that if you, your attitude was right, that you could do it. Oh wow. I summited Kili, but you know what I was selling? My value proposition was to corporates and other people who sponsored me was that I would take them to the top of the highest point on the African continent. Right? And you know how I carried those companies up there? It was the flag that you that you built. Oh wow. It was a flag that you designed. <laughs> That was amazing because I, I think I remember it took. I mean, I think I think it was a rush job. <laughs> the second time, yes, it was a rush job. The second time, oh. though, because there were part, there were sponsors that came in late. We asked you to redo it, um, and you guys wow. delivered it at the office, which was the right thing to do. But then I left the flag behind, right? Ended up at the airport. Um, lucky one of what somebody else who had uh, transported me. You know, because I had a couple of people take me to to the airport to yeah, kind of, yeah. uh, you know, wish me well away. He, you know, he got into his car, he drove back to the office and picked it up. Wow! Yeah, it's all in this book. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's all in I the didn't book. Didn't know there was a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. And and just lastly, uh, yeah, you'll learn about some of the mistakes and failures that I didn't just make in my life, but also in this trip. One of the things that I did is I left my underwear behind. <laughs> Guys. So, anyway, you know, I just, yeah, it's one of the things that I share in this book. So this is for you. I'm going to sign this book before. Thank I leave you so brother. much. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Guys, we're just going to break for a song and he's going to tell us about the underwear that got left behind. <laughs> this is cliffcentral.com. 
Guys, you're tuning in. Uh, we've got KK Diaz in studio. We're talking about all things entrepreneurship, enterprise development, and how to up your sales and marketing game. And I must say, thank you, sir, for the book. I got my book as promised, That's signed. I mean, uh, and I must say, I mean, I'm here and I'm just being schooled. <laughs> I, I have to be honest. I mean, and I think that you touched on this a bit later on, earlier on, Guti. Mm. You know, we are not so honest with each other, yeah. you know, but yeah. I have to be honest in then saying that I'm being schooled. Thanks like there's a lot of things. I mean, I'm strong in certain things and mm. I think structural, administrative things, yeah. not necessarily administrative, but the sales administration as mm. well is the killing back office me. stuff. Yeah. The back office stuff. And mm. I'm seeing a big gap. Yeah. And with regards to sales, because I feel like if I need to close a sale mm. or if a sale needs to be closed, especially big sales, I need to be there. Yeah. And sometimes it's a drag because some of the things are relatively small. Yeah. You know, you've really you established. You yeah. realize, no, the client, you've, you, you, you've opened the engagement mm. with the client and now all the client wants repeat stuff. Mm. I don't need to be there. True. Here's Tandy. Tandy is well trained. I'm putting a donkey ears on mm. it because I assume I've well trained her. Yes. But I mean, how do you think, I mean, us as entrepreneurs need to be investing better in our sales forces? Mm. There's a couple of, there's a couple of points I could make. Um, number one, it has to start with understanding that um, the ability to sell naturally, to sell effectively naturally, right? Okay. Is please, to s- please pause. <laughs> Everyone, we are pausing now because we're doing a live video because there's a hell of a lot of people whom I know need yes. this. I can guarantee you yeah. that much. So we are pausing. No, let's go. Okay. Um, okay, go. All right. So in terms of... Um, an entrepreneur's ability to, number one, understand uh, e- effectiveness around sales and therefore to transfer the skills. The first thing to understand is that your ability to sell is probably natural, a natural gift, right? You have people who have the natural gift of the cab. Your ability to, to speak, my brother, you understand what I mean? Um, imagine Benny McCarthy if he was a goalkeeper, right? How well do you think he would do? Um, I don't think he would be as effective or as successful as he was in that role. Now, a lot of us are are doing the opposite of that, i.e. we're taking people whose talent is completely different and we're trying to put them in a sales role. And they are scared as hell, number one. Secondly, they were not necessarily naturally born to, to, to do precisely that. They were possibly born to do something else more effectively, right? So that's the first thing we get wrong. The second thing we get wrong is our ability or our inability to transfer the skill. Anybody can learn how to sell. Hmm. But some people are born with the talent, hmm. right? And some of the mistakes we make in transferring that skill is we see selling as being that second, second-hand car salesperson who's always selling somebody a car that they'll understand when they get home. Mm. Once they left, you know, a lot of us have, have bought stuff that we, we feel buyer's remorse afterwards. And so we avoid making other people feel that way, but we don't understand the importance of selling, right? One of the first things to, in, to understand about selling is that selling is merely the bridge that we use to, to help people access the solutions to their problems. Hmm. The moment you start understanding that, you see sales as a different thing. It's, it's a completely different um, 
journey to travel, a different role to play in a business. When you work for a business, you are helping to create value inside that business. Sales is the way that you transfer that value to the next person so that it can access that value. Mm. And there are different tactics and techniques that, that teaches us how to effectively do that. And more importantly, we need to, we need to systematize them. We need to put processes so that we can repeat them each time. Mm. There's a Mm. formula that you follow that enables you to be able to achieve your sales success. We need to put it on paper and teach it to other people. One of the things that I wanted to say as, as uh, earlier when we were talking about legacy businesses is that as managers and as leaders, there's one key role that we need to fulfill and it's merely to remind people. On a daily basis, that is your job. You need to remind people. Remind them how to do their job effectively. Remind them what their job is. Remind them how to sell better. Remind them that they need to sell better in order for them to achieve their own goals and, and aspirations and so forth. That is our job as, as managers and entrepreneurs and leaders to remind people. And so we get frustrated that we need to do it over and over, over and over, over and over. But that is our job. So around sales, Learn if somebody, learn and understand if somebody's, um, natural energy fits in with that one of a salesperson. Because that in itself will, will help you determine how much effort you need to put behind teaching, training, um, that individual. Some people, they do not want to sell at all. And I think we need to be careful and we need to, to be able to be supportive to that extent. Some people are fantastic at admin and back office stuff. Mm, right, mm. They, they're not. They were not born and built to to be outside. You you know you know a lot of creatives like artists and creatives. They love to be outside. Not everybody loves to be outside and interacting with other people. Some people just want to be indoors. They come in at work eight. They leave at five. That is who they are. That's what they want to do. They want to do the back office stuff. Let them do that. But those who want to do sales, I think gently push them into it. Um, yeah. So, I think I think one gentleman once said to me. When I ask the question, so how do you know someone's a sales get person? Mm. If they walk into the interview and they're smiling and they're happy and they're talkative, <laughs> that's a sales individual. How, how true is that? Or how do we, how do you identify, um, if someone has got a selling skill? I don't necessarily agree with that, but I don't think he's wrong, mm. right? A lot of people who are outspoken, who are great at connecting with people would typically be better at sales than people who are shy, right? People who look down when they walk into a room um, and, and so forth, right? So people who are outspoken, who are out there, typically do better. But they also fail because they talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> they talk too much. And selling in a lot of cases is about listening. Listen to what your client is saying, your prospective clients, your leads. What are they saying about their problems? You know, uh, people who are great at talking sometimes talk too much. They talk over the customer. They end up selling them the wrong thing and the customer ends up not being interested in what's being sold. So it, it actually isn't just about one's ability to talk openly and freely and, 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 and you know, sometimes the best salespeople are people who, who talk less actually and they listen more. I mean, according to you, KK, I mean, I think you, you've written this amazing book. Thank what are you. some of the, what are some of the misconceptions mm. you've picked up from guys that have attended your workshops? They, they, they think that they shouldn't close a sale, that the sale must close itself. Hmm. And let, let me take a few steps back. You know, we as black people, um, we come from, and again, I keep going to black people, you know, yes, we, we've got, we've got our own things. Yeah. Right. We've got our own issues. One of them is if you look at 
if you, if you listen to a typical entrepreneur, um, a black entrepreneur, when they sell you something, they'll typically say, please support me. I'm, I'm selling this thing. Mm. Hmm. That, 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 you see, back in the day, decades and decades, maybe hundreds of years ago, you know, I could come across you as a person and I was hungry and I'd say, you know, Baba please, I'm hungry. Can you help me out? We would kind of help each other out. We grew up in communities where we looked after each other. But we live in a global village now. It's completely standards, completely different expectations from each other. You know, where I can't just give you stuff just for the sake of it. You know, we're we, we, we so much in survival mode that I need to look after the, the, the few rands that I have in my pocket. For me to spend them on you, you need to tell me how I'm going to benefit from that. And so one of the misconceptions and the, and the, I guess the myths is that I need to make you feel guilty to buy from me. It's, that's not going to work. Hmm. You, you need, to, or I, I need to not make you feel guilty, but I need to give you a value proposition that's going to, I guess, justify and create a big enough reason, um, and convince you and influence you in order to make that, that purchase. And it's true because, by you buying this bottle of water from me, I'm going to solve a problem. I'm going to help quench your thirst. That's how you and I are going to exchange. That's how I'm going to buy from you. So that's one of the mistakes, um, uh, misconceptions that we have. And then uh, lastly, just on the same token, is that we don't close. We don't want to push people too much to make the, the buying decision. You see, people don't like to be sold to, but they like to buy. We like to buy as people. Hmm. But we need to be guided through. Till the end of the sales cycle, until I buy, until I sign on that dotted deal, I remember uh, one of the, you know one of the examples that I always I always share is once in a while I'll be looking for insurance, whether it's you know whether it's new equipment we've purchased or you know whatever the case may be, I will desperately need insurance myself, but it'll take somebody a month, sometimes two, to close me. But you know why? Because I'm busy. I do want that insurance. Mm. I do need it. Mm. And so mm. that one person who gave up after they spoke to me twice, I'm not going to buy from them. I'm not. I'm going to buy from the one that closes me. That gives me a reason to buy from them. And so if if you if you are too soft in your sales and too soft, I mean, there's a reasonable um, amount of assertiveness that you need to have, proactiveness in in creating your value proposition in the mind of your customer. Guiding them through the sales process so that they understand every step. They understand this is a demo. You know, this is a proposal. This is what I need to understand about the proposal. These are the conditions of the agreement. This is how the sale is going to close. You know, in almost all cases, I need to hand you uh, the pen over and say, sign here. Mm. Deal close. Not the good time to merely proposal. He's got the proposal. He, he'll decide. No. There's another KK and another Lulu and somebody else who's selling them the same thing and they're not going to buy from you because you don't close them. Mm. And that's another assumption that we make is that just just by having uh, explained or delivered your value proposition that, that, that closes the sales process, it doesn't. The sale only closes once the dealer sign and the money is in the bank. Hmm. We need to guide people, our potential and existing customers up to that point. That's crazy. That's amazing. So quite recently... Hmm. Um, I experienced um, a young lady, amazing. Um, I think she's my age. Mm. She called me. She's running a PR company. Mm. Um, she heard from someone that I was looking for PR or whatever. She calls me, and then I say, I then say to her, "I'm in a meeting right now. Could you please call me back at five? Mm. She calls me in two weeks. 
And then I think I sit there and I think to myself, I really need this, but I'm not going to call her. You understand me? I mean, why doesn't she show me that she needs the sale? She needs your business. And then I then question Mm -hmm. if this individual um, is so casual with getting the money, Mm -hmm. how casual will they be in protecting my reputation? Such a great point. Are those, are those, I don't know, man. Was I, was I off or are those two things linked? You see, sales, salespeople determine whether we're going to do business with, with a company or not. Salespeople don't understand the level of influence they have in, 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 in customers making that buying decision with their, with their, with their company. It's not that the, the determining factor in terms of whether we will stay with them. But they are, they pay, uh, they pay, uh, they play a pivotal role in us deciding whether we're going to do that business. And it has, to, we're going to do business with them. And it has to do with things such as, do they keep their promise? Right. And you are kind enough to ask her to call you back, um, at a certain time. And in the new book, the A game sales and marketing manual, one of the things that we speak to is automating your sales processes. The minute she got off the phone, what she's supposed to have done is put in a reminder, right, to say, I need to call Bulilani at this time, right? And then the system must remind her to make that call. If you said two weeks from now, she should have put in that reminder in a calendar or her phone, whatever CRM systems that she uses. It doesn't even have to be a system. It could be a diary. It could be a pen and paper. Put it down and say, I need to make this call at this particular time. Because, you know, everyone is so busy. She's so busy. She's, that's probably why she forgot. Not because you're not important, Mm, uh, mm. but yes, we do forget things and people that may, you know, some people say we forget things that are not important to us, but we, I think we also make the mistake that we, we use our brain as, as, as some sort of a a machine that's supposed to help us remember. Our brain is meant to help us create, not to remember. So why did you write this book? I know why I need this book. (laughs) And we've uncovered quite a few, yeah. a bit of that. Yeah. But why did you write the book? I wrote it because people like you, who are my customers, need that book. Hmm. That's that's the simple reason. I have seen how I've struggled way back in the day, right? But I've seen how I have amazingly evolved into this person who will do nothing but sell these days. I enjoy selling. Selling, it does one thing. It connects my 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 customers, my prospective customers with the solutions I know they need um, to to achieve that success I know they're looking for. And it speaks to my purpose. Through selling, I'm able to connect uh, my clients or entrepreneurs with the solutions that will help them achieve that fulfillment, attain that happiness, to create the jobs, you know, to live better and healthier lives through the money and the success that they'll achieve through their businesses. That's why I needed to learn sales. And I learned sales and I've, I evolved from a technician who used to implement payroll systems, accounting systems, CRM systems. And I was like, I need to get these systems to entrepreneurs. The only way to do that was to learn how to sell more effectively. And I learned and I loved it. And that's what I do on a day-to-day basis these days. One of the things I've experienced from a few entrepreneurs, I attended a sales marketing workshop a couple of years ago. Mm. One of the guys stood up and then said, the reason why um, I'm the only one in my company who sells is because I don't trust other people to sell, <laughs> number one. The second thing was that if I connect them to my clients, what's stopping them from stealing my clients? Yeah. You know, I don't know if you picked, yeah, yeah. if you picked that up, but I mean, but how do you avert that kind of fear from entrepreneurs? So, well, so sorry. So what we do um, as entrepreneurs, we write, we write 
uh, we ride shotgun. You know, we we cowboys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we pick up and we go. Bro. You know what I mean? And we don't take the time again to slow down and to see what it is that is helping us achieve that that certain level of success and the goals that we're able to, to achieve. I.e., how am I able to close these type of deals? Right? Take the knowledge that you have and the steps that you are taking to do that. Put it on paper. Teach it to someone else. That's going to solve one of his problems or one of uh, one of the problems, which is how do I teach somebody else to sell? There are effective ways to doing it. And like you said earlier, you know, you, you may not you may not be a teacher or a trainer, but you're great at selling. And so, you know, find ways to help you put what you know on paper. You know, a game business can help you with that <laughs> process, right? But secondly, the idea of being scared of people taking your stuff and running. Is one of the biggest stumbling blocks that stops businesses from growing. Is fear around um, handing over stuff, letting go, um, and and being in a position where other people can do what you what you do for your business to help it succeed. Because that's the one thing that's going to add to that's going to contribute to the success of your business. When other people can replicate your success, when other people can sell, imagine when you have two or three other people selling as effectively as you are. Now you've got a strong sales force of four or five, you know, and the business continues to run and to create and establish those sales that it needs to and, and to achieve them. So, so you can either be stuck selling by yourself, running your business by yourself, right? We know you'd only get so far. You understand what I'm saying? Because it takes it takes a whole village to run a successful business. You need people who are able to sell. You need people who are able to execute. You know, and and what that person who said that doesn't realize is they're already uh, letting go of areas and entrusting other people to handle that part of the business. I'm not sure why they're not able to do that to do the same with sales. Hmm. It's powerful. Now I think I've learned. This deserves a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, talking about workshops, we've just come off uh, the weekend. We were running the A Game Business Two Day Workshop. Uh, it was sponsored and endorsed by the Da Vinci Institute of Business Management. Uh, that was Friday and Saturday uh, in Modrofontein. Uh, on the second, we're going to be in Durban, running two day workshop in Durban. Venues will be announced. Um, I'll give I'll give people information where they can find that information. And in um, first week of December, we're in Cape Town doing these workshops um, and sharing knowledge. Uh, and in between, I mean, in two weeks' time, I'm in I'm, I'm at McRobert Attorneys facilitating a workshop around the sales closer, which is the next level of selling. Yeah. You know, we need to learn the basics of selling. And then there's specialized areas uh, around selling that we need to understand. One of them is how to close. So I'm running a full-day workshop in Pretoria on how to sell. Unfortunately, it's not a public open workshop. That client works in enterprise and supply development, and they're sponsoring uh, 20 entrepreneurs that I've been working with over the last two years. And uh, the program is where we are doing sales, advanced sales techniques um, yeah, on the 18th. So, I mean, public, Joburg, when do we get to experience you? <laughs> Unless if there's a big enough demand, right? Our plan is to re, uh, to redo, to, re, to host this workshop again, the two-day workshop in January. Unless if we've got a big enough number, I know you, uh, I mean, someone like you who, who needs, um, help, uh, who needs assistance and support right now around a particular topic, whether it's sales, whatever it is, we are available. But public and open workshops, we have specific dates around that. Any client that needs our services at any point, you know, in almost all cases, we are always available within a few days. Uh, we can, we can help implement, we can help execute. 
And it's just a matter of sitting down and talking, reaching out, and you know, we talk and we sit down yeah. and we listen to what your issues are. Uh, if we can help them, we if we can help you solve those problems. We will definitely do that. If we know somebody who'll do a better job, we will refer you to that person because we do have a, a nice, uh, sizable network of of, of uh, business people uh, that we work with. That's amazing. So we've so we've got three minutes to the clock. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to get off your chest? Look, I'm I'm just grateful. I'm happy, and I I I'd like to say to the entrepreneurs and people who are trying to to build what I believe I'm trying to build, which is uh, an ecosystem to contribute at least to an ecosystem of of entrepreneurial minded business people um, and communities. Let's work together. We cannot keep waiting and waiting. You know, let's work together now. Right? I know I'm doing my part. I'm doing the books. I'm facilitating the workshops, and I'm out there inviting people to come and talk to me. I know you guys are doing the same. You've got this platform. We talk business. We talk about how we can grow each other. You know how we can grow others. Let's continue doing that and focus. We can't just keep entertaining ourselves all the time. You know we need to do some proper work. We the we the generation is going to determine where our kids are going to end up. You understand what I'm saying? We need to make the decision and and understand and be aware that we we actually are making the decision each time we get up and don't do what we need to do. So yeah, I'm um, yeah. C- count me in. If anybody is working on anything serious, that's high impact, that's going to change the lives uh, of, of of South Africans and Africans for the better. Count me in. How do we get in touch with you? Info at kkdias.co.za. That's info at kkdias.co.za. Um, yeah, you'll get, you'll get a hold of me on that. Social media? Social media, KK Diaz, uh, Twitter, at KK Diaz underscore SA. Um, Facebook, um, the A Game Business Coach. And on LinkedIn, you'll find me as KK Diaz. Simple as that. Man, it feels like we've been talking for 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I feel it's, you. I feel <laughs> I've learned quite, I've learned quite a lot, but thank you so much. Uh, we normally close the show off in style and we ask, um, um, uh, we ask our interviewees, mm-hmm. um, to give us 30 seconds of inspiration to anyone while watching and listening. I know you've done a lot of that. <laughs> thank you. Throw something in. So there are two days that are the most important in anyone's life. The first one is when you were born. The second one is when you find out why you were born. Find your purpose, live it, and fulfill it. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for 360 Biz. English never loved us, man. Um, catch us again next week, Wednesday, 1 p.m. with my boy, Debuchoma for the KKDS, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My brother, thanks. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.